Hey y'all, thanks for joining me for another episode of The Road Show. I'm Erin May, and today I have with me Nashville recording artist Jen Bostick. But before we get to her interview, here's her single, Change. Judy Garland said it well Never be a second-rate version of somebody else You got your own two wings and you can choose to fly or fall Got a three-room apartment in a run-down part of town There's a dream I'm chasing, don't tell me to slow down Everybody's so quick with advice about who I'm supposed to be But when it comes to me so much for joining us today Jen thanks for having me uh, okay so you were born in Philadelphia right I was I lived there for a very short time I spent most of my childhood in Waconia Minnesota but I was born in Philly and moved to New Jersey sh- shortly after and now I'm in Nashville so growing up in Minnesota, did that affect your music eventually or? Yeah, I think it did. I grew up in a small town in Minnesota and I was involved in different choirs and show choir was a really big part of my life. So I was the dance captain and the section leader yeah, and had a lot of solos and things like that. So lots of opportunities to perform and 
my dad, before he passed away, he was a hobby musician, and he always encouraged my brother and I to play music, and it just became the therapy that I used to get me through losing him. I lost him at 10 oh, in a gosh. car accident. And um, just growing up in that small town, it was this amazing community that kind of wrapped their arms around my family after we lost our dad. And, mm-hmm. you know, music was what got me through it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, there are some things to be said about growing up in a small town where everybody knows you and can lend you support. Absolutely. I still go back to Minnesota. I'm headed back in a couple of weeks, but I still go back all the time and people are you know still supporting the journey of this crazy music life I've chosen that is so good yeah I'm grateful so at 16 you sang backing vocals for a group called travel travel ground yes yeah tell me about that so travel ground is a local band to Waconia Minnesota and it's made up of some former teachers of mine believe it or not so the band leader and guitarist and lead singer is a guy named Clark Moctimus, who was my history teacher in middle school and high school. And then the bass player is the, here he was, my elementary principal, my, my middle school principal. And uh, yeah, just some, the other, the drummer was Clark's brother, and they were just an incredible group of musicians and people my dad before he passed played accordion in their band so they were actually the first band I ever saw live and then when he passed away they started inviting me to record on their albums and they had me come sit in and play at some of their shows and I still go back and sit in um, as a singer and organ player in their in their band whenever I'm home so it's a it's a family band for sure Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, I bet they love it when you come back and visit. <laughs> well, it's definitely one of my favorite things. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, was it weird, like, playing with your, like, singing with your, like, teachers and stuff, or? You know, he, Clark is such a cool teacher, and same with Peter, the bass player, but they, it, since they, I'd known them so long, and it's such a small town, it just felt, you know, like family, and it felt like right, yeah. just, just singing. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I bet that was a lot of fun, especially at 16. Yes, absolutely. First time ever in a studio and getting to hear your voice recorded. It was really awesome. Oh, yes. So you've had a lot of support on your journey then, sounds like. Yes, I feel incredibly grateful for that. In the moments that it's tough to believe in myself, I've got my mom, my brother, my just family and friends, you know, believing in me when it is tough. When it's, you know, you start to, you start to burn out. I've been doing this for a long time. I've been in Nashville almost 10 years now. So it, there are definitely the moments that you think, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? But then there are the constant reminders. Like I was playing a show this weekend and it was just a reminder that, you know, the songs are touching people and that's, that's why I started doing this. Well, exactly. Yeah. And your music is really touching. I love how your lyrics, they grab you. You know, and they take you on a journey themselves, which is really awesome. Thank you so much. That's all I can hope for as a songwriter. I think the more honest I am with where where and what I'm feeling, the more people are able to connect. Yes, absolutely. So you attended Berkeley College of Music. That is quite different from growing up in Minnesota. How did you adjust to that? <laughs> it's very different. Uh, I was tough at first. I lived in, yeah, Boston, like you said, and I 
probably, if I'm honest, cried every night for the first oh, semester. <laughs> and oh my when gosh. my mom turned to leave, she helped me set up my dorm room and everything when she dropped me off of college. And when she turned to leave, I just lost it. And she said, you have to give it, you know, a semester before before you come home because of course I said I just want to come home but I'm so glad she made me wait it out that's actually what my song wait for me it started that was kind of the inspiration for that beginning of that song and it's a uh, it was a great place I learned a lot I still play with a lot of the musicians that I met in school I studied music education and I've since worked with some schools and done some songwriting workshops around the country so I'm really grateful for that experience and those four years that I had there and I've definitely carried the relationships into my time in Nashville. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Especially hold on to those relationships because a lot of times that doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> a lot of them kind of fade off, you know, once you start going your separate ways. So it's great that you've been able to keep that. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that uh, friendships and music relationships like that, like it's, it's just so important. Like they're, those people are a part of your journey. And if you can all grow together, it becomes a really beautiful thing. Oh, yes, definitely. So was there a time in um, early on when you thought, okay, now this is definitely what I'm doing for the rest of my life. This is my passion and it's what I'm meant to do. Was there ever a moment you're like, yes, this is it? You know, when I was 10, right after I lost my dad, I remember sitting at the piano and I closed my eyes and I started playing for the first time. And I wasn't playing anything in particular. I was just, you know, playing whatever was on my heart. And I felt like my dad was sitting next to me. It, like, it just felt like the one way I could still connect to him. And so in that moment, I knew I wanted to do music. But then, I don't know if it was coming from a small town or just being, you know, insecure at 18. But even in college, I really struggled with, oh, I'm not good enough. Or I've, you know, these, are, these dreams are too big. And, well, yeah, everybody struggles with that. Yeah, and I think over time, I just realized that people are connecting, and I love performing and writing songs and recording music, and it's what I am happiest doing, and if I can do it and make a living, then it's absolutely what I should be doing with my life, and of course, there are days that doubt likes to creep in, and I can second-guess oh, yes. that, but if I'm honest with myself, it's my purpose in life. Yes, that's awesome. And especially if you can, you know, do what you enjoy, then that's a blessing on its own. It is. I feel very grateful for that. So what are your influence like musically? What is, that has inspired your music? Yeah, life in general has inspired my songwriting. Just things that I've gone through or things that I see close friends going through. Movies actually are great inspiration for me. So oh, yeah. I can... I can use that and say, oh, I'm going to have a movie night, but it's really research. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> uh, awesome, yeah. Right. But as far as artists are concerned, I love Bonnie Raitt. She's my absolute favorite singer. She can make you feel a lyric, and her voice is just so distinct. The minute she opens her mouth, you know it's her. Susan Tedeschi from Tedeschi Trucks, incredible vocalist. Just that raspy blues where you can just feel the passion behind what's happening is that's one of my favorite things. I love Sarah Bareilles, Mark Broussard, wow. lots of different artists yes. that really have soul and depth. Gosh, yeah, a lot of great artists. Yeah. And you can definitely see their influence in some of your music. Thank you. Yeah, you definitely can, especially Bonnie. You can really hear some of that in there. 
Wow. Well, thank you because she's my absolute favorite. So I'm oh, grateful. Oh, good. Yes. No, definitely. Definitely. It's got that, oh, that soul that she has, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That definitely comes across. Thanks. So how has, as you've gone on tour and everything, how has that been? I mean, have you adjusted well when you're on tour or is it like really difficult? It's been amazing. I love, as I mentioned, performing live and I've gotten to travel all over the world doing it and I feel so incredibly grateful. It's amazing. I just got off a tour in England and I was actually in Ireland, Scotland, England and Switzerland. Oh, wow. And we're playing sold out rooms of, you know, 100, 200 people. And just to go to another country and perform shows like that, it's such a gift. So I think that excitement and that adrenaline just drives you through a tour. Of course, when I get home, I'm exhausted and <laughs> yes. I need a few days to recover. But it's it's such a blessing to be out on the road. And I love to travel. I love seeing new places, meeting new people. So it's a, it's it's a win-win. I'm yeah. Yeah. Yeah, gosh. Yeah, that's awesome. That'd be incredible just to travel all over. Yeah. I try to do one new country every year. That's the goal. So this year oh, was there you go. Yeah. Switzerland, and then I'm going to Mexico uh, in September. I'll be playing some shows there. But I've got a map in my studio, and <laughs> I color in all the states and the countries that I've performed in. And hopefully that, that map will keep getting more colorful. Yeah, continue to fill up. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's such a great idea, too. My husband got it for me for my birthday. Aww. So I've been trying to trying to make it more colorful. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've got, you got it going good so far. Absolutely. So what do you do in your downtime? When you're not in the studio or touring? You know, there's not a whole lot of downtime. But in that time, <laughs> I, I love hanging out with my family. I mean, yes. I have a husband and a rescue pup here in Nashville. And we like to go outside. We do a lot of kayaking, paddleboarding, being in the water. Um, I visit my mom who lives down in Florida. I like to visit her. A little beach vacay and yes. mother-daughter time. As I mentioned earlier, I love movies. So a good movie night will always... Uh, Always be something I'm up for, but again, it ends up being research. All of a sudden, I'm writing yes. lines down of things that I want to say in a song. So, so what type of movies do you like to watch? You know, anything but horror. Oh. I can't do scary movies. I have nightmares. Oh, so. no, that's not good. But I love romantic comedies. I oh, love action yes. movies. I just watched Hacksaw Ridge the other night, which was oh. incredible, that story. I don't know if you're familiar with the story, but it was an amazing movie. I'll check it out for sure. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I love action movies too. <laughs> Definitely. But I also do horror movies. But. Oh, man. Uh, You're braver yeah. than I. <laughs> I get scared. I get really scared. But I, I don't know. There's something about them. I still enjoy them. <laughs> Has there been any, what's been like your favorite venue that you've played at? Has there been like a certain venue either um, over here or abroad that was just like surreal for you to actually get to play there? I have a couple. Uh, the Grand Ole Opry and yes. uh, the Ryman Auditorium have been dreams come true. Uh, they are just incredible venues where so many greats have played. And I've had the pleasure of playing on the Grand Ole Opry show nine times now. So I'm incredibly oh, wow. grateful for that. A few of those have been at the Ryman. That is awesome. Yeah, it's I am humbled by it. I remember watching Carrie Underwood at the Opry the first time I ever saw 
anyone at the opera. I watched Carrie and I just remember tears streaming down my face with like such a desire to step on that stage and perform someday. And uh, I got that opportunity. It really, like I said, was a dream come true. I've also performed at Jazz at Lincoln Center in New York City, which was incredible. It was for the ASCAP Awards a few years ago and it overlooks the whole city. So there's a lot of beautiful spaces and there's a lot of venues that are still on my wish list. So, Well, I'm sure you'll get to them eventually. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Has there been any bad experiences while you've been on tour? You know, I try to focus on the positive, but oh, there's surely been. Yes, they happen. <laughs> they do happen. They do happen. And whether, you know, the main thing I think that it can be frustrating after a show is the like if there's a really bad sound issue or something like that mm. and you don't have control of it that right. that's frustrating as an artist especially if you're traveling you know thousands of miles to be there and then you're there for your hours hour hour and a half set and the sound is terrible you know it's it can be frustrating as an artist but a lot of times that's electronic and not even the sound guy you know can can fix it in that right. short amount of time yeah but i can just imagine how frustrating that would be <laughs> right <laughs> This when everything's out of your control. I know. You just keep going. Yes. <laughs> okay, now your song, um, Jealous of the Angels, that was one of your biggest hits, one of your first hits, am I correct? Yes, you are. Okay, and how was that, since it's such a, seems like a personal song, how was it once that became such a big hit? Did that affect you? Yes, like... it absolutely affected me. Um, it, well, yeah, I know it had to have. It just seems yeah. like... Well, I wrote the song with two friends of mine, Zach Runquist and Jimmy Fortune, and yes. we had we had intentions that day to write about my dad and to right. write about the accident because I hadn't really written a song that fully expressed all the emotions I had felt towards yes. what happened. yes. And Zach had had this idea of Around the Throne being the title. And so we all were kind of on the same page emotionally. And I was driving to the writing session and it was an evening write. So I was driving there and I was early and I just felt like, wow, I haven't even put my pl- myself in the emotional place of this right. this topic. Like this is, you know, this is kind of on me in this moment. Mm-hmm. So I pulled, it was raining. I pulled into like I think it was probably like a Panera Bread parking lot. And I pulled in there and I took out my journal and I just got myself there. You know, I wrote six pages front and back of just oh wow and thoughts and all that. Then I showed up at the writing session and I just read these pages. And within the pages was, I'm just jealous of all the angels that are hanging out with my dad. Right. And so we took that, Jealous of the Angels, and wrote this song. Never intended to play it in public. It was just oh, like really? a therapy song. Oh my gosh, it's such a beautiful song. Thank you. And then I'm at the Bluebird Cafe a few months, I guess like a few weeks later, and something told me to play that song. And I did, and a woman came up to me after the show, and she said, my dad passed away two days ago, and I know that you played that song for me. Oh gosh. And it was just kind of seeing the worst experience I've ever had to go through turn into something beautiful and something that could bring comfort and peace to people who are mourning in that was the biggest issue for me is that I felt like nobody knew what I was going through. Yes. And I think that song just kind of like opens a door for that to be vulnerable and let people know, you know, like you're not alone. I didn't know today would 
Because it was like well received over in Europe, right? Yes, a woman found it on YouTube and she sent it to a radio station called Smooth. They started playing it. People, I guess the phones started ringing off the hook and it went top top 10 requested songs that week. BBC Radio 2 playlisted it. 
I went over to perform it on BBC Breakfast Television, and it went number one, all within the span of about two months. Gosh, that's insane. That's incredible. Are there any other songs that, I mean, I know probably most of yours, do you draw from personal experience? Are there any other certain ones that are like really dear to you? Yeah, there's a brand new song that's going to be on my upcoming album coming out early 2018. It's called Faint of Heart. There is a a video of it, of me me performing it live um, on a show called Whispering Bob Harris while I was in England this last time. And it's, it's a song just about this journey and it's an honest depiction of everything that I've gone through in these last 10 years living in Nashville. And it, it's just saying, you know, like maybe I'm, maybe I'm too old to be a pop star, but like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna (laughs) compromise like what I believe in to fit in a box because I believe this is what I'm supposed to do. And you know, if you're not true to yourself, then you know, it's tough to go to sleep in the evening. <laughs> so well, exactly, I um, yeah. <laughs> I've stayed true to my beliefs and it's, uh, it's tough. I mean, my, my husband, I want to start a family someday, but it's always kind of like, well, when I sign a deal, when I sign well. a deal, you know, like it's, it's all the truth. Uh, it'll happen when the time's right. That's for sure. <laughs> Some of your songs have like a gospel feel. Is, yeah. Yeah. Is that intentional or, I mean, I'm sure it is, but like, where are you drawing that from? It is intentional. I grew up singing in church, and right. I grew up singing in a very conservative church that we would sing out of the hymnals. Yes, and me too, me now, too. <laughs> yeah. And now I lead worship at a church in Nashville, and I've been exposed to a lot of different different worship music, gospel music, Hillsong, Bethel, different things. Yes. And um, I've been at that church almost 10 years as well, and just be- – my faith plays a huge role in my life. I mean, it's, I feel like it's the reason I have my gifts and just to give back and always put a positive message in the world is Mm -hmm. really important to me. And so the gospel feel has just naturally kind of come out of me. And the song, what love feels like that I recorded for my faithful album didn't originally have a gospel choir on it. Oh, it didn't. It didn't, but I kept hearing it in my head. So I did another version with the gospel choir, and that version was very successful at radio in the UK, Mm -hmm. and it was the most fun I've ever had in the studios. So now I think I've done four songs with a gospel choir, (laughs) including one on my new album called Revival. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that I really think makes uh, what love feels like is the choir in the beginning. Mm, thank you so much. It was really fun. I conducted the choir and it was oh. basically a bunch of my friends because I couldn't afford a gospel choir. So I <laughs> paid them all in pizza and they were they were oh very generous gosh. with their time and talent. That's too funny. I, and they were really talented. I mean, they sound so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they're all professional singers, you know. Okay, we're well, that helps. <laughs> that, that's true. Very true. So that definitely helps. I can't imagine getting my friends together and having them sing. It would not go that well. <laughs> Everybody wants to know what the feels like. From the papa to the queen, it's something we can't fight. You can try to make believe that it's something you don't need. But everybody wants to know what love feels like Money, fame and fortune have a way of running out Human nature has a way of turning things around We're searching for 
received by your peers in the industry or has it been somewhat of a struggle trying to get accepted you know with my peers it's been great I feel like Nashville is such an encouraging place and the friends I have in Minnesota and Philadelphia and Florida kind of all over the world all over the country it's been nothing but encouragement like we all try to help each other out we're all independent artists for the most part just trying to share our music with the world and some of my favorite artists are some of my friends, you know, so it's, um, it's a really great community. As far as the industry is concerned, I talk about this in the song faint of heart, but it's been difficult. A constant thing that I hear is that, well, we like your songs. Like we think you're, you know, people are connecting with you, but we're not really sure where to put you, like what genre to put you in or what, you know, like I, I just love so many styles of music and, it's tough for me to kind of stick to one. So I've been singer songwriter on iTunes and Amazon for <laughs> since I've started releasing music, but it's been a, uh, a little bit of a challenge there. However, I've remained mm. independent and that has been a really wonderful thing on its own. I mean, I own mm. all my music. I can book a show wherever I want to book a show and I don't have to ask anybody, you know, like yes. I, I'm able to get things done in my timeline, but it's also, a challenge because it's getting to the point where there are a lot of things for me to do, you know, and it's, Oh yes. Never it's, ending. 
<laughs> yeah, it'd be nice to delegate a few things. It seems like being an independent artist like that, especially as successful as you are, that that's really rewarding in more ways. It is really rewarding. It does, you know, at the end of the day when something happens, I get really excited, you know, because yeah, it's like, you've wow, made it happen. Yeah. Saw every single piece of this that <laughs> happened, you know. But as I said, I mean, I, I've had management in the past and some things, some bigger opportunities do arise in those type of environments. So it just depends on what season of life you're in and where your career's at in that moment. And, um, just trying to make smart business decisions. Right. Yeah. Well, it seems like you're doing good. Oh, thank you. Definitely. Now, how's your presence on social media? Are you, where can everybody find you? I am very active on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I have a website, jenbostic.com. And I really do, do, my best to get back to everybody, whether it's a tweet or a Facebook message or a post. I really do read all of those. And I spend a lot of time on there. I think it's important to connect with the fans and the fans are the reason I have a career, you know, so I'm really grateful and very aware of that. And I try to show my gratitude. How has it been balancing your personal and professional life? You know, my songs are so much a part of who I am, and I'm a pretty open book. I'm pretty vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I mean, sharing the story about my dad on stage every night has opened me up to just saying, you know, well, here I am. And uh, while my husband and I have our private life, I think when it comes to sharing my heart, you know, there's, I'm not afraid to share stories that may help somebody or may help people relate to the music. Yeah, and I think that's really important, too. Thank you. Because it definitely comes across in your music. That's encouraging. I appreciate it. Where all can your music be found? It's on iTunes, Amazon, jenbostic.com. So it's out there. I have lots of videos on YouTube to check out as well. How has it been making videos? Is that a challenge? It can be. It's (laughs) a lot of fun to see your video, your song come to life in picture form. And I've had a chance to work with a lot of great videographers. I think my favorite has been a guy by the name of Jeremy Rush. And he filmed two videos for me. One is for my song, Not Yet. And the other is for a song called Counterfeit. And Counterfeit oh, was I probably... Love Counterfeit. I love oh, that thank song. You. Thank you so much. That was probably my favorite video I've ever shot. And just his vision for it was beautiful. And mm-hmm. he just really dove into the whole process to make it to make it something great. And I'm, I'm hoping that I can eventually work with him again. He's a, he's starting to be very successful in his own right as well. He just had a deal with Netflix. So he, uh, he's very busy as well. Yes, but surely he won't forget you. (laughs) (laughs) I hope not. When you first went into the studio, how did that feel for you? It's amazing. My first album is called Keep Looking for Love, and I went into the studio, into Starstruck Studios, actually, which is the one Reba McIntyre built. Oh, wow. And my friend Charlie Hutto produced it. We wrote all 12 songs together, and it was just, it was overwhelming, I will say that, but it was incredible. I mean, it was your songs being recorded forever, mm-hmm. and now they're out there forever, you know? Yes. That, that was special. There's a particular song called kiss my rainy day away and that song there's a violin outro and there's it's just this beautiful violin at the end of the song played by a guy named andy leftwich and i remember standing in the vocal booth singing my scratch vocals and that part came up and i just 
lost it. I was so overwhelmed with emotion. Oh <laughs> I started crying right there in the studio, but it was, you know, it was such a moment of gratitude and just saying, wow, you know, I, I get to do this and I'm so grateful. Yeah. And I actually finished recording my fourth album today. Oh my gosh. I- Congratulations. <laughs> that is awesome. Thank Jen. you. It you feels said- good to be, to be completed with, uh, all the vocals are done now. The, uh, producer, has to mix the whole record still, but he, his name is Paul Salveson. He's incredible. He's won about six Grammys for his mixing. So I'm really excited to, uh, to hear the finished product. Oh yeah. That's really exciting. And it's going to be available when? Early next year. We've still got all the, all the pieces to put together, like the mixing, the the photos, the videos, all that. Oh, that's so exciting though. It is. The new single is from the album, and that it's called Wrong Things. So that's available on iTunes now. And there's a video online of me skydiving to no that way. song. So if no anybody's way. interested in that. <laughs> I don't know who wouldn't be interested in that. <laughs> it was a crazy day. Oh, it sounds like it. So how did you end up skydiving? I mean, what gave you the idea to do that? Well, I never wanted to do it. I said I never would. Yes. And my husband always wanted to do it. And a friend of his kind of, he had a wild hair one day and said he wanted to uh, skydive, got him all excited and then backed out. Oh. And I felt, I just saw the disappointment in his eyes and yeah. I felt so bad that I booked him a trip for his birthday and had about six months to get up the courage to to go and we did it and I think I enjoyed it more than he did. <laughs> oh really? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. So funny. Oh well that's usually how it works out, but <laughs> I'd go again though. It was amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's something I've always wanted to do is skydive, but my boyfriend he's like totally against it. So I don't know if we'll ever Uh-oh. do it. Yeah. Highly recommend it. <laughs> oh, I'll tell him you said that. <laughs> so is there one thing that you'd like to tell our listeners that they may not know about you? Is there something like some little quirk or something? That's a good one. I am always stumped when these questions come up, like my <laughs> little quirks. I usually just divert to the fact that I I was very athletic in high school and I still hold the Waconia High School high jump record. No way. <laughs> I do. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, but... You know, I would say on my drives, this is something that not many people know about me, but I do a okay. lot of driving. So I do a lot because I do a lot of touring. Yes. And I actually spend more time listening to audiobooks and podcasts than I do music. <laughs> do you really? I do. That is true. I think it helps the time go faster. But as a musician, might not be the uh, what people would think I would do. <laughs> I think that's cool, though, because it kind of gives you a break. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times just silence after a show, I will get in the car and just everything's off and it's just silent, you know? Yeah. That's probably some precious time right there. <laughs> it, is. it definitely is. Definitely. Well, Jan, it's been so great talking to you. Likewise. Thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, no. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you. And I definitely want to have you back, uh, especially after your... Um, new album comes out we'll definitely yeah, discuss absolutely. that because i'm that really happen. excited yeah great well thank you so much for your support i appreciate it oh no problem no problem thank you for making such great music 
<laughs> Thanks, y'all, for joining me on this episode of The Road Show. I had a great time talking to Jen. And please be sure and follow her on all of her social media and check out our music, too. And please follow me on Twitter at Aaron underscore May. That's A-I-R-E-N underscore M-A-Y-E. And The Road Show at Road Show Pod. Tweet at us and comment, and I'll be sure and get back to you. And here to end the show is Jen's latest single, Wrong Thing. I got just enough strength to get through the day with grace. I keep praying for patience to get me through this way. Heaven home.